I just want to start from the outset to say that any decision we make today may change tomorrow. In order to have the best expert advice, we have commissioned... Supercoach 360. <laughs> the time's going up. It's recording. And now, ladies and gentlemen, time for the show. Mate, 100%. We need to find out why they think it's okay to say anything. It's certainly one of the greatest challenges in the history of the game. That's what they want to try and do. Megastar to megastar! In this regard, we're leaving every option on the table. Excellent. Oh, was that, buddy? something special! You know what? Uh, that's not talent. Oh. Supercoach 360! The best way to handle these things is to stay measured, stay calm, you know, live your life as normal. Unless we start finding it off the people... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, it's your boy Jazzy J. We are in the coach's box once again to talk all things Supercoach. Round 10, round 11 coming up. How good was Magic Round? Some may say magical. I don't. Um, no, nah, it was. It was all right. I'm joined by my faithful companions, as always. We've got Louis, I've got Burks here. We're going to talk Ollie. the round recap with Adrian. We're going to talk some buy planning. We're going to talk... Uh, Burks got some buy, hold, sells. Braddo's done an article for us. We've got your questions. If you've got questions, throw them in the live chat on Facebook. Uh, one day we'll figure out how to get it to YouTube as well. But until then, find us wherever you find your podcast. You probably have already, because that's how you're listening to us. Thank you for listening to us. We welcome you to the show. Louis, how was your Supercoach week, my friend? Oh, it wasn't too bad, considering a Captain Nico Hines, as most of us did. Oh, brutal. <laughs> I can say proudly I did not. Um, but, yeah, how'd you go then? Yeah, I scored a 12-26. Oh, fuck you. All right, Bergs, <laughs> how you going? Way worse than that. But, yeah, exactly, right? Oh, I Captain Nico and still got over 1,200. Well, you can just... Yeah, we'll get to you later, Louis. Um, so, what you, Bergs? You Captain Nico? Yes, I did, Captain Nico. Oh, I dropped some more spots. I'm um, not happy with where I'm at, um, but that's super coach sometimes. you just got to deal with it and come up with a plan, re-strategize. I've got a 1086 with the Captain of Nico and dropped me down to 12,000th. So that extra 100 from nailing the Captain, you know, through Cleary or one of the Eels or something like that, Dylan Edwards, sneaky 120. What? Yeah, he's been chugging along, hasn't he? He's been doing very well. I mean, you've noticed Penrith's attack's gone. You know, Edward's there quite a lot, and we've always known that, like, defensively and running the ball back and and doing his job as a fullback, he's always been good. But, uh, yeah. Turns out the radar, hasn't he? Yeah, Yeah. it turns out Edwards might have a a higher ceiling than we we were giving him credit for at the start of the year. Well, I think because in the past he's never really... Chimed in and done that. It's all gone out to that left edge and the backs, like with Crichton and that, they've all done their work. Whereas this year, they ha- they are lacking somewhere, and he's sort of picking up the slack. Um, whereas last year he done his job. Like, don't get me wrong, still ran his meters and done whatever. But this year he's taken his game to the next level. Like, so for me he's he's very good sneaky and there's only 5% of people who jumped on him and well done to you if you did if you're one of those 5% cuz 
Kudos to you. Yeah, killing it. Mm. Uh, okie dokie. So, why don't we kick the, uh, kick the show off with a bit of a round recap. Thanks to Adrian over at Windsor Chinese. Uh, get the Golden Gay Time deep fried ice cream balls. I've heard they're delicious. I'm going to have to get there. They are the shit. They're awesome. So, this week's round recap from Adrian. So, the magic round, not so at a not so sunny Suncorp. Seriously, why has Sydney not have a have a magic round? All three days, bumper crowds, even in wet conditions, and to top it off, all Queensland teams won. Uh, that's a win on all fronts for the banana benders. Financially, support-wise, and bragging rights before the state of origin. So, we kicked off with 64 points scored between the Raiders and Bulldogs. Corey Horsburgh was tremendous, as the Dogs made it look close, but despite no one in the back three wanting anything to do with Burton's towering bombs, and towering they were, uh, the Raiders always had this one. That's four in a row for Ricky. I think the last time they went four in a row was the year they went to the grand final, so... Here's something for Canberra fans. Book of grand final tickets now. Oh, they probably have. They probably have. Just scalp them later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next one. Just over 50,000 people turned out to watch the home side demolish the Sea Eagles. Cobbo bagged a triple with Haas and Walsh on fire. Cobbo, sorry, Manly looked disjointed without fat and unfit Schuster. I've got big raps on this kid, but all the talent in the world is wasted without hard work and attitude. Pull your fucking head in, mate. True, but yeah. Like in yeah. saying that, like rumours are he's been off training with Spud Carroll. Like dropped four and a half kilos on the extended bench um, this week. Could be back. What? So. What? What we all know, Spud Carroll. He's a tough, hard man, and he trains hard. So she's a good. Well, turn it around. He's still a weight watch and see for me. I, he's one of them ones I jag getting away from. Like, because if you really have a look, there's people out there that got him, Sonny Luke's, and a few others across the board, and it's just crippled their side. So, yeah. He was one that I'm glad I dodged the bullet on. All right. Moving on. Uh, uh, just as in real life encounters, the Finns ganged up and overcame the Sharks in an upset. 900th game for the Kenny Grump, without captain, first choice halfback, and prop amongst others. No problem. Let's give 103 centimetre, 108 kilo centre his debut. And so Valence Tawade was unleashed and a new cult hero was born. Tawade. 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 New cult hero was born, scoring two tries as the Finns made a mockery of the informed Sharks. Kafusi hitting Moylan with a bell ringer, jolting the ball loose, was a harbinger of what was to unfold. Bro, you know what? Like, I've always known what Felice Kafusi was about, you know what I mean? Like, at Melbourne, you can tell at Melbourne they had him on a bit of a leash because he never smacked. He did smash people, but he hasn't smashed people like that. If not ever, like he's consecutively gone out there and just bell rung he's people. Wayne, mate. He's, I mean, um, he is their marquee signing. You know what I mean? And for a year, he had to listen to the media say, "Oh, they don't have a marquee signing. They don't have a marquee signing." Nah, just he didn't go for a spine player. He went, "I need a forward pack that's going to do their job." Yeah, well, he, that's what he's done. 
It, yeah, and Felice Cavusi for me is turn it back, mate. Like, I Brilliant. fucking Brilliant wouldn't, watch. I wouldn't run any, mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, the way, 900 games, man. And to get a win for, that was big of the boys to the to Wayne. dig deep and pull out that yeah. out for the Wayne. Just shows what people, like, feed off him, you know what I mean? Like, he's got that club up from, oh, everyone rode him off as wooden spooners or there be abouts. Before a ball was kicked this year, yeah, no one gave me money. included. I, I fucking put my hand up. I was one of the first to say that shit. <laughs> they would do no good. They haven't got the roster, and they've lost people, key positions, and they're still pulling out wins. You know, they lost their their half. You know, Sullivan. Everyone shot. Uh, they're gone. Got Milford. Milford hurt himself week one or week two of his stint at the Finns. Young Katoa, like, he got his first 50 last week. Like, he's, it's a big score for a bloke that hasn't really got a 50 before, but that's only good for him, you know? Like, he... He's only just starting to build some confidence, and well, he's if, learning to play with some very good, experienced players. Well, if you watch week to week, like, I've sort of been watching him because I have him in my side, Katoa, and he's a hold for me at the moment. Like, um... Really? He, he really is. Like, um, he plays the buy around. I don't expect him to come out and turn up that week. But I don't expect him to lose money from here to there. And I don't have a way other than gutting my team to get it to a Bags or, or a Cody Walker or or someone like that. And I don't want a Schuster in my side at this point either, you know. Um, so for me, he's he's just a hold. Like, yep, he's not going to set the world on fire. Or, or maybe he does here or there, you know. And he makes me some cash. But at this point, he's just a hold. And oh, I think there's more pressing issues than a... Katoa, unless you have the funds to bring in a Dylan Brown or a someone who's carving up like a Cody Walker or something, I wouldn't. I wouldn't look another way. There's no stepping stone emerging or anything, so I just feel he's the guy that can just sit there, hopefully get you a fifty buy around, and maybe there's another emergence along the way somewhere. But at this point, there's no emergence of anyone, and he's not doing bad. You know, compared to like a Schuster who hasn't played. Like people hung a lot on Schuster this year thinking, yeah, he's either there starting or definitely bench 5-8 before he was floating around the forward pack, which you could have plugged that hole with better, cheapy pants out, you know, and have progressed further than having the Schuster problem. So, yeah. Sweet. So you're hot on, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a shock because a lot of people are selling. He's 51% owned. Still, as well. So, a lot of people was a bit of a myth when you're 51% owned. That's half the thing. So, yeah, half the comps got him. Yeah, still still with a 26 break even at, at 383,000. Yeah, and got a buy this week. So, he's not losing nor making. I just think he's not the problem at the moment. You know? Um... So yeah, this what else is in the um recap from Adrian? What's going on? What what else has Adrian got written in there? Yep, so um uh where was I? Uh so the Cowboys destroyed a rooster's side that again failed to gel. Something is rotten in the, in the eastern suburbs, to paraphrase Shakespeare. 
You can send all the money in the world and talent, but it does the fit to the club. Trent has a problem, and he knows it. Yeah, well, I have to agree. Um, don't get me wrong, Joey Manu's not doing bad at 5'8". Problem is, you lose a kicking option, having mm. Joey Manu at 5'8", which then hangs it all on Luke Keary, because they don't really have another kicking option, you know? Mm. Um, that takes a, a bit away from your gameplay. Takes a bit away from your gameplay if you only have that one kicker. Like we seen it in Origin with Nafe last year. Like it got to a point where Nafe was getting himself tackled on fourth just so someone else would have to have a kick because he was getting outclassed in there at some points. Mm. And he was the only kicking option we had. Cook, Cook, don't come out dummy half with much. Teddy doesn't chime in and kick. Um, Luttrell wasn't there, so Trell would open up a bit. Jack Whiten was gone after two games as well, or one game. So you really need that second, if not third, kicking option. Like You see the clubs that have the third kicking option coming out of dummy half. Um, they just they tend to march upfield a lot easier than those that don't because it's unpredictable when the kick's coming. You know, you don't know if he's popping out a dummy half with 40-20 or... Mm. There's just so many different things if you've got those two, three kicking options where at the moment at the Roosters only got one. And it's predictable. Yeah. Oh, they they know, gets to the fourth or fifth, you just got to shut down one player. Everything's yeah. going to that one player. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it, yeah. In saying that, they should be running... When they do pressure him like that, he should be passing it and getting the run on the ball because three, four blokes come at mm. him out the line. Like, there's holes there for sure. Yeah. And plus, you got your winger back on both sides nine out of ten times. Mm. So, yeah, it's something that he'll have to look at. Scary for Joey Manu owners, but we did talk about this. If Joey Manu does even go back to centre for one, two weeks, you know you're getting him when Teddy gets rested from fullback through the origin and by period, you know? So yeah. you will still get the best of Joey Manu yet. Yeah, there's still definitely more to come. And yeah. plus he looks like he's getting dual as yeah. well soon. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, next game. Um, the Tigers win... Win again as the boom rookie fullback Bullard looks like the permanent custodian as he pulls off three big defensive plays that turn the game into a thriller to send Griffin closer to oblivion. Love this kid showing some defensive nous, unlike many of his teammates. <laughs> uh, but if he plays like this and the others are inspired to follow suit, well, more wins are to be had. They, they've turned it around, haven't they, Tigers? Back to back. They've gone back to back. I don't know if every club this year's gone back to back. So that's that's something that they can feed off every week. Like they did, they beat Penrith and then they beat the Dragons. But granted, like Dragons were on a high. I think they won the week before that. Um, yeah, I just I like where the Tigers are going attitude wise. I still just don't think the roster is there to to continue the high. If you know what I mean. Brooks is only a bad bad week away from going back into a shell, you know. So it's how could you put it? It's that Tigers factor. 
Yeah, like they just... It's the Tigers factor. Yeah, they put out two great wins, but next week they'll come out and lose 40 nil to Dragons. Well, I hate, yeah. I, hate, I hate for the Tigers' sake that's not the, fa- that's not the case. Hopefully not, no. I think they got a tougher match-up this week. Um, they play U's, don't they? They play South, yeah. Yeah, so Pro- South... probably Probably the toughest match-up they're going to have this season with the form South are in. Well, this will show you where they're at. Mm. Like, South's got great attack. Good defence. Tigers have been okay defensively. They haven't been too bad defensively, but their attack last two weeks has been okay, but it's not on par with what Souths are at. Nothing, nothing on par. And if you, if you look at their defence, as you said, their defence has, hasn't been too bad. Um, but Panthers, when they beat Panthers, it, Panthers' attack wasn't really looking anywhere near what it usually does. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. So, next game, uh, South. Uh, South dominate the Storm as the Mitchell-Walker connection fires. Oh, that's it for that game. That's all oh, yeah. we wrote. Thanks, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it was it a was... great game, but um, mm. in saying that, has me scared not owning Trell this week. Um, great captain option this week, especially if the Tigers do go back into that shell. Um, I mean, Troll could really hit 150, potentially, really. Couldn't oh, he? Like, he can just, he could just absolutely tear him yeah, You know what? It comes down to what Latrell wants to do. That, yeah. That's that's a sad thing to say. Like, the likes of Guffo and stuff, they got to put in 110% efforts to get to these massive scores, whereas Latrell's just got just to go to work. You know? like, he's just got to do a little bit. Um, he's a freak, man. And plus, the goal kicking does help. Like, because they're a high score inside as well, and he doesn't miss many. He's one of the ones I'm a bit spewing. I didn't, I overlooked Trell just on, part again past performance. I should have really looked towards future, you know. And he's definitely future must have fullback, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's um. Sorry, I just had a massive mind blank then. Who are we talking about? Troll. Troll. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus, bro, you've been back in a day or? <laughs> just one of those days, mate. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, potentially he could be the, the keeper. So well, so far this, this season, he's the highest point scorer. So, yeah, definitely looking like it. Um, uh, next game, Panthers. Panthers win a bruising encounter with the Warriors. Uh, what can you say? Good teams find a way to win. Yeah. Look, take nothing away from the Warriors, man. They have been flying along, you know. They have had a great, great season and they'll learn from that that loss to Penrith too. I think they, they lost a few, didn't they? By the end of that game. Uh, Ford was sure definitely gone. I know Ford got knocked out. Um so I'm not sure that last couple of weeks they've lost a lot of players. Throughout games, they haven't. I don't think they've finished with a full complement in the last two, three weeks at least. Well, I know last, no, not last week, week before they lost the whole bench. Torhu, Jazz. There was no one left on the bench, I don't think. They lost Chansey. And then this last week, they lost Ford. Ford. Now, a lot of people talking about selling Ford. Um, Would you? Nah, not for me. I know he's he's cashed up the five hundred thousand now, but place thirteen, place fourteen, 
Um, they're an attacking side this year. He scored tries. Like, granted, if he doesn't score tries, he's a 40s man. But he's always looking in it to score tries. Like, if you watch the games, he at least goes for at least a crash play a game while he's fit and able. You know, I do understand Curran is starting to eat into his minutes. But I think that was due to just fitness. And he was coming, he's had a few knocks the last few weeks forward. So I'm pretty sure he got pegged at the start of the year as their 80 minute man. If, if Curran's going to come on and spell anyone, it should be Nakora. You know? Nikore. Nikore, that's it. Yeah, <coughs> Nikore. Nikore's at the Sharks. Yeah, Nikore. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And Tofu's not 100% either. So I wouldn't be selling Ford. Like Ford is highly regarded there, you know? And I just can see Ford. I can see it merit to selling Ford come round 16 when the Warriors have got to buy again. But I, I still. Want to hang on, you know, at this moment. Fair enough, yeah. For me, that's for me. I see Merritt and selling the cash in the 500 and running. Because they got to buy next week too, don't forget. Yeah. Like, they they have the buy 12. Then they're, they're another buy in 16. But I think that's near the end of their buys or it's not till after all the mess again, you know. So, he's, he's a decent play all the way through there. Especially if you're not littered. With Warriors, then you're only losing one or two guys throughout that period. Speaking of being littered, though, man, you you read out the buy list to me pre-show, and we'll get to it in a minute, but wow, am I in trouble, and I did not realise just how much trouble I was in. Well, 13, 19 are big big game changes for a lot of people, and I don't know if they've looked that deep. I hadn't till today. Yeah. And um, that's courtesy of what you were doing. You want to give the boys a shout-out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, we'll get there. Let's finish oh, right. the round yeah, recap. Okay, well, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, finish the round recap. Sorry. Uh, yep, yeah, okay. Uh, well, look, just one game left. Uh, the Eels failed as the Titans made it two on the trot. Gutho was sin-binned and the Titans collapsed, putting on ten. Old Fart Foran almost bagged a triple and young Jaden Campbell looked to emulate his old man as he thrilled the crowd with every touch as the Gold Coast completed the Queensland whitewash, looking ominous for State of Origin. That's yeah, it. I'd love to see Queensland go in his favourites for Origin. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, I don't no. want to see Blues as favourites. I want the underdog. Let's do it. You know what? You can give, and, and I don't know if everyone's going to be on board with me saying this either, but a lot of you can... Back here in foreign into a lot of what the Titans are doing this year. I know it doesn't translate super coach wise, but they've finally got a bit of an old head out there steering the ship around. Like he might not even necessarily need to be touching the ball. He's just he's making the right decisions. I'm guessing put calling the calls, you know what I mean? Like they just look so much better with him out there and you can tell just by Carm Pereira, he seems to Score tries every game Kieran Foran's in, you know. Um, without Kieran Foran, he's a niner or, or he's a low-scoring man. Um, Foz has turned, it, turned, it, turned the clock back for the Titans for me. And David Fafita, he he's another one. I heard Billy Slater um, on the nine coverage just saying how I think they had a chat last year or something and um, there were little things that David Fafita had to get right in his game to be even in contention and 
Billy Slater said he's gone away and he's worked on all of them because he's come out this year and he's he's a freak, he's man. He's looking like, good, isn't he? Um, hopefully he does get overlooked for game one. <laughs> I think he will, man. <laughs> I think, yeah, clutching at straws there. He, he, he could start. In an, he could start on an edge for, for um, Queensland. That's just my opinion. But, yeah, he could be absolutely devastating there too. Or you like, could get the best out of him. Yeah, well, that's it. Like in theory, you should the bench. You know, like if, well, no, I'm just talking about if you get him back to the Origin Arena after being dropped from it. If it means to him what it means to Queenslanders and to Origin players in general, scary. Right, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he could just be yeah. unleashed in a way that the Titans just do not do. And it could be very scary. Well, that's also the benefits of playing in a team littered with stars. Like, you can tell the, the teams that spend their salary cap money right and in the right positions, and they do well every year. Like, not, 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 mainly spine. You know, you see the spines heavily littered with where the money is. And whereas other, some other clubs have invested wrong or the spines are shit, you know. And Queensland and the New South Wales side, they're the fucking hand-picked, cherry-picked players, mate, of the best in the comp. Like, they don't need much time together to get it right. No, because they're already good you footballers. Know? And fucking wow, like, he could do anything, the bloke at Origin. He could be spoke about for the next 10 years if they unlock his true potential, you know? Yeah. Mm. Like he's he he's a hundred percent as good as Latrell Mitchell. Like I, I wouldn't put it past him to, to chip chase, do whatever he could do, man. I really wouldn't. <laughs> I'd I just see the bloke doing it, man. You know, like he's a gun. Like he really is, and it's, it's the same thing as Latrell. It all comes down to when David wants to do it, and when he does it, fuck, it's pretty to watch. Like he's throwing dudes off, and it's unreal, man. He's yeah, just it's pretty few. to watch, as long as they're not wearing sky blue jerseys. All right, <laughs> um, all right, Valsy, while we're just you know. Shooting yeah. the breeze. Uh, he says, what's your thoughts on the Warriors v Penrith and the hip drop? He feels like they were robbed. I, I'm, I hate the hip drop, man. I think it's applied on the game. No, but I think he's talking about the supposed hip drop in the Penrith game, which led to player in the sin bin. Yeah, I know, but... Supposed it's... cheating on account of the referees, <sighs> according to some CEOs. Yeah, I know. He has a winch, but... You know what I mean? I think Timmy Moody got him on Twitter as well, and old mate played kudos to him. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, look, for me, I think the hip chop may be one of them things they just let go and the match review committee gets him. You know, I think a lot of them are accidents. Uh, match review committees can not have to make the decision on the fly. Like, granted, penalty or something has to be given on the – idea that it's a hip drop but people getting sent for 10 minutes for some of these shitty ones um is a joke and then other ones man where they're deliberately dropping like you can't like i know you can't scrutinize on the field but if you're doing it and it gets to the judiciary you should get fucking hammered for it but there's but you, you know? can't yeah well that's it at the judiciary but yeah not necessarily on the field you can't really do much about it on the field I mean look as so long as there's a consistent blanket approach to it if they're trying to eliminate that style of tackle from the game they'll find a way oh, you can't bro. no they'll they, find I don't a way think they understand I don't think people if you if you've never like I'm a little bloke right so it's a bit it's a bit hard for me to get flung around and hit you on the legs and hurt you like it is impossible. For Actually, for me to, if you were running at me and I decided to go around your 
your waist and I swung around the back of you, you barely know I hit you. Oh, it, dep- right. it depends on the way they fall. Sometimes they do fall on a bit, which then twists their ankle or whatever it does, and, and you can see the pain on their face. But at the same time, get I mean, the, the way get players flip- play for penalties in the modern game gives me the shits. Oh, it's mm. just crazy. Like you see, anytime there's the slightest bit of a where if they know it's going to get caught on a replay, oh, hold the neck, oh, holding the head, and you watch them stay down to draw the penalty, and that is really annoying because it's like, well, if the ref hasn't seen that. And you're not injured. Same thing. Like you see players like go down and stay down for a little bit, and then if the penalty doesn't get called, they on their feet. Well, Rhea Hargraves you know, next tackle, bang on their feet. They're fine. Rhea Hargraves did one the other night, which he does himself hundred times a game. <laughs> right. So I got him on chin. He just sat there on his knee for a couple of minutes. Went up to play the ball, didn't. Went up to play the ball, didn't. And yeah, then, he's waiting for him to watch the replay, bro. And it came, and then penalty given. You know, and it's like, well. They're trained for it now. I understand why they have to do it, because a penalty can help change a game. It can change the momentum. It can give you easy downfield meters and a fresh set. Like, a penalty can do a lot. But at the same time, like, it's shit to watch. Like, the rest of the game is pretty grouse to watch. But, yeah, just the, the obvious milking. Sometimes you just want to hear the ref just go, nah, milking, move on. Yeah, they don't have no, they don't have no ticker anymore. Um, well, everything's on replay. They got a bunker in there, you mate. Hard to have ticker when you got someone who overrules you, and you've got to listen to them. True. Should I ask you a super great question? Yeah, sorry. why not? I'm <laughs> sorry. Are you happy near in the midway point with your sides, or you feel like you're just struggling to find the right ways to go? Like, if you're going some wrong ways, can you pinpoint them? Like, um, or are you happy with where you're at right at this point? Your team on the up and up, or is it plateaued? Direct the question at one of us. Either. Whoever wants to jump in first. No, it's your job if you're asking the questions. okay. Jazzy? Okay. Um, I was until we started doing the prep for tonight. I'll be honest, and I realised what teams are on the buy and stuff like that, and then I look at it. I mean, I've effectively already got two nuffs in there, a third if you count Schuster, which is three players that aren't making cash. There's a chance that Schuster comes back. There's a chance it's Farah. You know, makes a little bit of cash, but yeah, no, nah, I'm starting to actually get worried. I definitely haven't made enough cash to, like, I'm, I'm probably heading better than I had been in, in previous years at this point. I don't feel like I've got too much, like, shit in my team at this point. Uh, I mean, aside from those three players that I just mentioned. But, yeah, I'm actually starting to get worried come Origin. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to field 13 at this rate. And if if I do, they're not going to be an ideal thirteen. Well, just before I go to Louis, um, I was so heavily fixated on thirteen and fourteen, I never really looked past that. Sixteen so close. Um, I never looked past it and just thought, you know, I I should be fine. Um, I hang on to me me boost; it should get me through. But looking at this, it's a bit of a shambles, mate. And I think thirteen players through each of these is a bit of an ask. I think it's a bit of a stretch to be able to field um, third. Like you'll be able to do it, but none of them are going to be solidified guns with the Origin people out. Um, so yeah, it's just going to be a a really really hard period. Um, Louis, how do you how are you doing, mate? Have you plateaued? You're on the up still. Um, happy with your progression? So I am on the up. Yeah. Um, I'm up and. Uh, up into the top 9,000 now. Uh, 
Good work, but slowly clawing my way back. But um, I don't. I feel like I've yeah. I'm not as good as where I wanted to be at this point. Um, but still not not too bad. You know, I'm not disappointed with my squad. Can you um, see where you you need to do your work? Like, do you know you know where like? No, we'll come back to you and say, Jazz, I know where you got to do your work, but do you know where your work needs to be done? Yeah, yeah. Um, my uh, centre wings. That, that's where my biggest... I wouldn't say they're lacklustre. Um, I mean, I've still got um, Val Holmes, Marzu... Uh, hold on, I've got it right here. Uh, Manu, Holmes, Marzu... Croker, Warbrick, Taruva, Alamotti. Um, so not too bad, but it's mostly my bench, really, that's the issue. You know, part, look past that starting 13, and there's, yeah, the drops, you know. Yeah. Besides my halfbacks where I've got Nico, uh, Nico Nath, there's not a lot of quality on the bench. Yeah. That's my issue. Yeah, I have the same drama. Um, you, yours... Yours up front, you said, Jazzy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's where you're having your dramas. I'm also having dramas up front. I, I've I've got similar dramas to you in this in this, the centre wing, but too like um, I don't think I've I've done the right moves over the last couple of weeks. You know, I've still got the Taruvas because I was expecting him to get tries. Um, Warbrick, but I'll probably swap Warbrick this week. Um, hopefully to a Garrick, mm. um, just because Garrick's back on the wing and he's just he's just good. Garrick didn't look like he did shit last week. Got eighty, um, and then yeah, like I've still got Calm Pereira, but I, I I don't know whose podcast I heard it. I heard it on someone else's, but you paid two hundred grand for the bloke, you know. Um, it's not like you brought him in. For three or four hundred grand, where you could have lost money on him or anything like that, and his points, granted they're low and high, but if you can get pick the weeks, and you know when they've got a, a shittier defence on one side, particularly his side, he's he, he's up for a couple of tries, especially while Foran's in the side. Mm. He's a worthy hold for me. He's still got a low be, um, I think. So. Yeah, Taruva, but I can see he's got to go. Warbrick sort of got to go. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'll, and my front rows, Savage to come Origin, I think. Hustle will play Origin, and Welch has just been shit, and if he plays Origin, he doesn't really deserve to. Yeah, sorry, just to touch on Khan Pereira. Uh, 482, break even of seven. Yeah, see? But dang, your own could score a seven. <laughs> you know, but. Also, could get a hundred, mm. and for two hundred grand, like you got to remember what you paid for the bloke. Two hundred grand, unless you're upgrading him, is he really worth the sell when he's got a high side of one twenty? You know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I have to. I'm glad I got jumped off Christian Welsh. Welsh when I did. No, oh, he's been a donkey, uh, bro. Shit. I had him pretty much right from the start, and then. Oh, Three, three or four weeks ago, I traded him to. I was able to trade him to AFB. Ah, master straight. Um, 
and yeah, that's that's reaped the rewards definitely. Hey, but he's gone what hundred and seventy something last week, eighty something. Yeah, he's chugging along nicely, AFB, mate. Sitting at 7.38 right now. Yeah, well, he's only 500,000 three weeks ago. You know, it's disappointing. I didn't jump on him too, but yeah. In saying that, there will be another somewhere along the line. It's just a matter of can we get him. Um, So where did you read about the buys or hear about the buys today, bro? Supercoach playbook, man. If you don't listen to it, get on it. Timmy Williams, the spy, everyone over there, they know this. They know their stuff, man. Um, they've got a mad article up on their website. Check it out. Uh, Jay Schubert, Just for Google, is it? But yeah, just Google Supercoach Playbook. If you're not a subscriber, you can always subscribe to it. Heaps of bonus content. Listen to their podcast. They speak it better than I ever will. Um, but the you know point what? is, we're not professionals. We're just a few bikes that super coach and know how to record a podcast. Those guys straight up professionals. They are people that live, breathe, eat shit, sleep, super coach and football. And they know what they're talking about and they're all doing well. Uh, and it's absolutely no surprise. But anyway, so they're talking about the buys, um, and they've broken it down into sort of what teams play, um, the most games over that period of 13 to 20, like dolphins play, uh, six, seven games over that period. So do the Warriors. Para play six. Queensland plays. Uh, North Queensland play six. As do Manly, Newcastle, Broncos, um, and then it, it moves sort of moves down the list as to who's playing. You know, five or six. Um, Bulldogs um, that miss round thirteen. You've got Bulldogs, Cronulla, Tigers, Titans, Panthers, Roosters, and Storm all play six games over that period as well. Um, so they're sort of the teams that you do want to be looking at. Now, that some of them might leave you exposed for round 13. Like, I'm looking at my team at the moment. I've got about nine players I can field at this point. I've still got a few trades up my sleeve before have you, how many, Origin. How many Eels, Knights, and Manly players have you got? Don't have many of any of those. and uh, Not really angling towards those because 14's going to hurt even more, especially if we do cop the Origin rests. They've got a really handy table, actually, down the bottom of the article talking about what teams... Uh, the origin players, like how many games they're going to play. So, for example, Cowboys, Manly Knights, um, Raiders, Dragons, Bunnies, Bulldogs, Sharks, Tigers. Only play half. Their origin players will only play half the games over that period, play four games. So if you've got origin players, well, then from those teams, you might be looking at, well, I should seriously move them on and at least get someone who's going to play maybe the six or the seven games in that period. Um it's just a really interesting way to look at the buys and the buy planning because, yeah, just quickly while you guys were chatting about it, I went and ran how many players I've actually got for the buys at the moment for those major buy rounds. I've got nine, 11, and nine. And that's loaded up with uh, Storm and Roosters at this point. Yeah. So, and, and that's obviously once I take out the guys who I am expecting to be playing Origin. So, I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Field in 13, then 17. And that's playing all my garbage. That's playing people like Alan Moddy and Sean Kepi and, and like some real players that I do not want to be playing. And I'm forced to be playing all of them. It's, so it's, it's why having enough at this time of year is very hard as well. Like, because you're already then. Well, I'm hoping Tafare keeps his spot. Down, you know? See, the thing is, enough, I'm actually hoping to get some minutes over this period. Um, being. Isaac Fasul Malawi, 
in the front row. He's my fourth front rower. I brought him in when he got a few minutes and a couple of games a few weeks ago, and then he dropped out of the side. But I was well, like, you're not alone. I think he's highly a level, at least over ten. Um, I mean, he was he was looking good for the twenty minutes or so a game he was getting, and I just figure, yeah, okay, even if he just keeps getting those twenty minutes back, hopefully he'll be putting on some cash for me over the Origin period, and I can look to yeah use him as an upgrade or juice him. Um, but at this point, I'm in trouble. You know what I mean? I've got the Dolphins on a buy this week. I've got three Dolphins in my team because I bought in Tafare and Marshall King last week. Yes. What I'm trying to say is I haven't planned anything I'm doing this year and I'm just reacting to shit and it's clearly not going well and I've done this for five years straight and why do I not learn? Because this is new. Like Everyone's going to get fucked on this. I'm sorry to say it that bluntly, but... Unless you are a super planner, like, you know, the, the people I can see pulling through this super, super well, Brad, mm. you know, um, Brad, for instance, very well planned on what he's doing. Uh, Con, Con will probably, uh, Con maybe next year more so than this year, but um, he'll definitely have a plan going in, whereas not till today have I gone past 13, 14 without just glancing at it. You yeah. Know? I haven't mm. really looked. Going, oh, yeah, yeah. And now... It all seems so far away, and now it's like, nah, it's it's close. Cause we're, ten, we're 10 rounds down. So you look at it and you go, well, over the next 10 rounds, what happens? Well, up until 20 now, up yeah. until round 20, we literally have fucking buys galore. Yeah. Um, we got one more week or two more weeks of bit of normality. Team. Yeah. And then it's going to get crazy from there. And then in between... You got cows and power at fifteen and eighteen on their own solo buys, but just due to all that, you literally got that. thirty buys, yeah. plus all the single rounds in there. But yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah. like just on those major and minor buy rounds, you have thirty teams on buys, which is nearly the whole competition twice. twice. Like it's. it's it's dangerous. The shuffle. The <laughs> I shuffle. did not realise. I had not put that. I had not thought of it in terms of those numbers and. Shit. Well, I don't think it's till you actually have it written on paper or you've seen it laid out in front of you that it's it's daunting. Just the talking about it ain't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, um, yeah, I think that's it. We're in that early cash generation part of the season where that was our primary focus. We were just and, thinking about that. And it was like, make the cash, make the cash, make the cash, make the cash. And now it's like... Oh shit! Like my team is going to be gutted through Origin well, you because I've got Origin stars in my spine and in my team, and then I've got thirty freaking teams on buys. Like, I shit, hadn't now, thought of it like that. Without being rude, like this isn't being rude because you're you're going to be the same. Mm. But our brains have not functioned this way before with this game. Our, we've had major buy rounds, yeah. With couple yeah, that's three rounds you've got to plan for. Now we've got to plan for six rounds and different teams. And oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is Heck the it. first time we've ever seen. G'day, Reggie. All of this. Hello, Reg. Coming over, mate. Yeah, come jump on the podcast, bud. Oh, big Reg is awake. Yeah, that's it. Reg has got gnome. Oh, Reg has been know. podcasting all week since we moved to the new coach's box. He loves it. Avid super coacher. Come on, bud. Come, come jump on. He nah, Reg is shy. Apparently, Reg is shy now. All righty. Well, one, one question I, I want to ask about this, right? Yeah. For those 
for those teams that did play uh, did plan really well for the buy rounds, what were their teams like before and after? What are they going to be like? Because realistically, if you plan really well for the buy rounds, you're sacrificing points in the weeks before and potentially the weeks after. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Classic example, people who got on Mitch Moses last week. Yeah, yeah. Could could be a case of planning too hard for the buy rounds. I mean, look at what Dillbags and Sevo and stuff scored. Might not have been a crazy idea, but it's just one of those things of how it can, how it can bite her. Mm. Luck has a lot to do with this game. As Colin would say, it's a fickle bitch, right? It really is. But uh, there's got to be people out there that are doing well and planning for the buys. I know Brad's strategy every year is... Use the buy period the effectively. It's a great way to climb Take the ranks. Advantage of it. That's yeah. it. But you've got to have some serious thought put into what you're doing with the buys and how you're doing it because it's a lot of work. Mm. Like it is a lot of work. Yeah, and some. Yeah, I never really. I don't. The issue is having buyers each week. You know, that's the issue. Uh, Reg, do you do you have an opinion about this, Reg? Yeah, Reg, what do you what do you do about the buy rounds, mate? You gonna do much about the buys? You gonna do much about the buys this week? No, no. Yeah, shaking your head doesn't work when you got yeah. a, when there's a microphone, you mate. Talk, it's all good. You you were exactly like your dad. I had to teach him that. It took him oh, two no. years. I reckon you can <laughs> learn it in two weeks. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Reg has come to join us. Reg loves the podcast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Reg, you been hanging out? Been doing podcasts all week. We yeah. did a podcast on dogs today. Yeah, it was good, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> we go to bed. All right, so let's jump into a couple of points raised by Braddo, if I've still got them floating around somewhere. Oof. Oof. Um... So big thanks to Brad from Off The Bench Podcast. Uh, he's pretty much just, he's done a, a write-up, you'll see it around in all the groups. Um, he's pretty much just shitting on Jesse Ramian. He reckons Turbo's a hold. Now, this is interesting because he starts with saying how painful it was to watch Turbo, but he's talking about him possibly to- getting himself out of origin contention. Do you reckon Turbo's fit enough to play origin for New South Wales, given what we've seen of him in the first 10 weeks of the comp? To be honest, No. To be yeah. completely honest, um, I think there's better options out there that you could... F- do you think he gets picked out of loyalty, or do you think he has to sort of stand himself down from origin at some point and let's let Campbell Graham have the spot? Because Campbell Graham at right oh. centre, especially with South, with Trell on the other side, like, yeah, I can, I can see that working. Yeah. Bring it on. I mean, um, 
I, I think it'd be smart if you, even if you just don't play in the first game, play yeah. in the second, third, but give him that extra few weeks because I mean you can see when he's playing there's something there, there's something not right. There's yeah, there's definitely that, something, something not that's right. Off whether Mind it's unfit, you... he's unfit, or whether there's something that's niggling at him. Um, he's changed his whole walking style and his yeah. running style. Apparently, one leg was slightly longer than the other, which was causing problems. Now, for you to fix that issue with your body over time, like there's the long-term issues of, of what that affects. Like it's affect his hip alignment, which mm. then the muscles in there can help affect your back and your shoulder. Uh, so like his whole body could be just sort of out a little bit and adjusting to everything that, that they've changed with him over, you know, the last 12 months. Cause apparently it was some pretty drastic shit. Yeah. Apparently it was, it was a lot of work that went into him, a lot of money that went into Well, him yeah, that's it. I mean, he's a yeah. professional athlete. He's worth a lot of money, but also, yeah, I can, I can understand sort of what's going on there. Um, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're picking for Origin at this point. I mean, look, he's turbo. If he turns it on and if he can turn up for those three games, then, yeah, absolutely insane. We know that. We know what turbo mm. can do. But would you say that's like the, the years when he killed it in Origin, he was also scoring 150s and stuff in Supercoach. He, like he was he, regularly. He had momentum going Yeah, in. yeah, exactly. Momentum. Is this a result of his training in america though? that's what we've just been talking about yeah. well i don't think it's the result of the training itself i think it's the result of fixing the issue that he had and the fact that everything in your body is connected and especially when you're an extreme uh, a professional athlete like he is like yeah there's probably going to be some growing pains around it your body has grown in the wrong way you know what i mean over time so and, and that's probably going to take some time to sort of all work it out it's taking time for his body just to figure out that there's shit going on you know what I mean? Uh, are either of his owners? Uh, I yeah. was until this week, but I'm thinking of juicing him. Um, going where with him? Um, who did I go to? I went to a centre. Oh, yeah. See, so that's my other issue. What cheapy do you go for at this point? Because I need to juice him for some cash, but he hasn't made any cash. I, I must admit, there's not much there's Buller. on the horizon. Buller nets me 150, 180K. But then you sacrifice a... Yeah. Oh, I've got options in my centres that I can move down. So I'm not necessarily sacrificing my fullback spot. I don't necessarily have to. Um, the person that I get in will be playable on matchups. Um, but yeah, I've got um, Billy Smith on the radar. Yeah, he's on my radar. I know the dude's a weapon, but he's also prone to an injury. And I was warned about that last year. Took the ride. Exactly what happened. Um, so I'm very iffy about it. Also, the fact that he's a rooster means I probably shouldn't do it till after round 13 and after that first buy because he gets me through the next two, I think. Um, do I go Jareem Buller? He doesn't net me much. Or do I go Max Fiani from the Dragons? Well, he's, which, he's, on a, he's only waiting to see on Lomax. That's then. it. Job security's not there, man. Lomax proves himself in... Not just Lomax, but like... I think everyone's forgetting about Moga had two fucking blinders. That's it. Like, yeah. the, point, had, the point is, his job security is garbage. And so uh, the last thing I want is an AE nightmare or someone who doesn't make enough cash so they're not worth the trade-in, trade-out. So, yeah. And I think that's a, a big difference this season as well. There's not really that many cheapies that are coming through. In previous yeah. seasons, you've had a good couple of cheapies where you could you know, kind of take your pick. This year, there's not really many coming through. I well, mean, the, the cheapies that are coming through are... 
garbage cheapies from yesteryear. Like you had to, like I like I said before, I pulled the trigger on Kajeski, um, just knowing that he'd get me through to fifteen. You know, um, Croker was a good Croker. pickup, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. I see. I still don't have. I still even now wouldn't have the balls to. No, nah, I don't. Croker. I don't. You got to remember, he scored tries in both them games and kicked all the goals. and still only scored sixties. Yeah, it's, like, it's his base that scares me. It's not like he's going out and anyone else who's kicking goals in teams and scoring tries is eighties. You know, doing very well. Like look, Garrick last week did did jack shit, got an eighty. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, had so, some great runs. Like, don't get me wrong, if you actually watch the game, he got his eighty. Like, he really did. Um, but yeah, he's he's just one of them players, man. He's special, Gary. Mm. Um, but yeah, points is what's gonna fool you with a lot of these. I can't I can't bring in a buller for me, just because he's stuck there if he does shit. Yeah, who am I gonna go to with buller money? Yeah, no that's way. it. That's, like that's it. You're KP, need, even then, you know, KP's a head knock away. Is he going to make that much money? Um, but KP's a Tigers head. have won two already. Is that going to be the only two they win all year, or have they turned a corner? I think they, watching them, they've turned a little bit of a corner. I'm not sure they can win every game they play from here and out, but they do better. Well, they, they won't get affected by Origin, which is something they got going for them. Appy, maybe. Maybe. Big maybe. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a probably. Because he's playing well at the Tigers. Well, he is. He is. And he compliments Nave. But he also did stuff up last year, didn't he? Was it the year before when he snuck the girl into his hotel room That's and all COVID that jazz? Year, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so he's been back since then. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, and, that, and that's about it. I mean, Jackson Ford was the other thing that Braddo's talked about. Um, saying that his minutes been eaten up. Josh Curran might be the man. Uh, he's got an interesting pod for us. Scotty Drinkwater, six forty three. Cowboys, if they've if they've turned a corner and can get back to their form from last year, um, which apparently Peyton sort of challenged them to do. You know, sort of challenged their character as a team and as men and as fo- footballers. And looks like they turned a corner last week. If they can keep that up, then. I do like the prospect of Drinky. Uh, I think he's fullback only this year, though, isn't he? He is, he is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the only downside to him. 6.43, also, I need to find 50K to make that trade from Turbo. My other trade this year, uh, this week is uh, Garrick, who I feel is a must-get this week at 5.50 or 5.40. I don't think you're going to see him much cheaper, if any cheaper, for the rest of the year. Um, do you want to give your reason on why he was that cheap? Uh, oh, because of the positional changes and because of turbo out and stuff over the last few weeks, he's been sort of chopped and changed in a few different positions. Um, and yeah, that's what's led to his low scores. I mean, he was back on the wing last week, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah and bang, straight up to an 80. So that's what we want from Garrick and the goal kicking. And if, so if Manly are starting to sort of get back and, and get a bit of form and click, then yeah, for, for me, Garrick's walk-up start. I'm spewing I didn't start the year with him. But now, at this point, I'm cheering because I probably wouldn't have had the balls to trade him out even when all that happened. Yeah. I probably would have rode it through. So at least this way, I've got an opportunity to get on. I feel like it's my only opportunity. Um, so I'm just going to straight swap Perham this week, I'm thinking. The other option is upgrade to Ruva. Um, 
if I do the turbo trade, that might allow me to do that. But I'm also trying to make cash to fix up my forwards over origin. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, just on drink water. Um, since he's come back from that suspension, he's scored 70, 49, 105, 44, and 54. Currently has a break-even of 101, I believe. So wait a week. I yeah, Brado does mention that. Break-even of 100. You could afford to wait wait a week. But he could also hit that. They he are could. playing St. George, so, yeah. Still, I mean, like, that's the thing this year. I don't, like, Dragons and Tigers, they haven't necessarily been the ones to cough up mad supercoach scores against, have they? Probably Dragons more so than the Tigers. But mm. the Tigers were the ones that everyone sort of thought, oh, yeah, people turn up against these guys. I heard a stat on one podcast earlier today. Um Apparently only one century has been scored against the Tigers all year, and it was 102. By Moses, I think it was. Yeah, by Mitch yeah. Moses. Yeah. Shout yeah. out. I'm pretty sure that was Supercoach Spy that brought that one up. I do, I do recall well, if, seeing that somewhere. If yeah. you look at the Tigers' losses, a lot, most of the games they've lost haven't been by a lot. No, they've been, no, been by they've a lot. They've been in contention. Yeah. But they just hadn't been able to sort of make it click. And then up against the Panthers, they just, the whole team turned up and it clicked. And then they backed that's, it up last week. That's where the million dollar clutchy is meant to step up, you know, and do those things. And they haven't had that for a while. But to Luke Brooks's credit, he's looked really good the past fortnight. And onwards and upwards for Brooksy, hopefully. Yep. Yep. Um, I just want to touch. On one player before we move on. Yes, right. Valens Tavade. Yeah. Now, they've got the bye this week. Um, he's played one game, which admittedly he did play well, scored a double. Scored 94, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but Looks he's got, good. Does look good. Uh, but he is the most traded in player this round. Now, Bottom dollar let me jump in on this as to why people may be jumping the gun. Because I jumped the gun last week, so I've got a bit of inside knowledge. I don't give a fuck. If he's enough, then he's enough. He's bottom dollar cheering. If not, there was raps on this dude all preseason. The games he gets, hopefully he's going to score me some points and make some cash. I don't see him as being an AE nightmare. I see him as being possibly in and out, which would keep, uh, which would make him effectively enough. So zero fucks to give. But if not, and he does get game time, then I think he's going to score the points and make me the cash. So for me, it's a win-win situation. I wouldn't pull the trigger on it this week because of the buy. You can probably do it next week. I think it's to be able to ability to free up so much cash. Well, that, that was why I did um, it. That was exactly why. I put Warbrick down to him, made 200 grand, and then managed to get uh, Ray Stone to Jeremy Marshall King. Yeah, cheering. Great. So, yeah, that, that was my question. Do you bring him in this week or do you wait a week? Uh, I it think, will depend on your team. Yeah, I think if you can afford to wait the week, wait the week and see if he's named next week. There's talk about Brenko Lee coming back and there was another guy there that you were saying earlier, the other winger over there. Edric Lee? Nah. Anyway. Can't remember. But the point being, like, job security is the big question around him, but, look, dude was a weapon... Um, so yeah, if, especially if he's named next week, then I'll probably pull the trigger on it next week, but you can always just have that mentality of, well, if not, am I happy rolling with him is enough? And if the answer is yes, then just pull the trigger this week or the next. If it's a free up cash move, then I don't think it matters, but only if you're happy with him being enough. 
And then if he gets game time, cheering. Yeah, that's the way I think yeah. you have to look at it. Like, yeah, you'd be happy enough that dude take the 200K and if he does play and get points, cheering. Yeah. You know? Because um, I couldn't enough AKP and Alamotti wasn't worth it. Well, AKP, like we said, he's got a seven, so... And I think they But play, he's also got doubles and trebles. Yeah, but I think they get a decent match-up against the Knights this week. Um, so he could score some tries, which... Well, speaking of the Knights, right, one of the other popular centre-wingers, Greg Marju. Yeah. Now, you still a Marju owner? Yeah, I am, yeah. So yeah. he's back this yeah. week. Now, you reckon he'll run over the top of Cam Pereira, but I reckon Cam Pereira could quite as easily run well, around got, him. They've both got their shit, <laughs> shit qualities, right? Yeah, right. Um, Marju loves to rush in and leave the winger uncontested. Which could it's, be dangerous if AKP gets the ball because he's so needs, fast. Only, old mate only needs to be at six metres and he's gone. Yeah, he, needs, right? he needs half a gap. Um, he's through it. But on the other hand, he doesn't like the defensive. I don't know, Cap made a couple of good tackles, but... Yeah, he's no Marju. Marju's running straight over top of the Marju's a beast. And also, <laughs> also, which only just clicked in my mind now, Marju up against his old club for the first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, expect, I expect a big game from Greggy. Yeah, um, you like to see a try in those games. They like to put a try on in those games. Oh, it's just, just you can just see a big performance out of him. I can, you know what? I, Would you go pod I think, captain? I was, nah, pod captain. Player. I don't. You know what? Philip Sammy's on his side now that I think about it. Philip Sammy's on that side, so it's just going to be a battle between him and Philip Sammy. Oh, spewing, there you go, spewing. So who's on the other side? Dom Young. Oh, he might not be able to run around Dom Young. Dom Young's a big bloke. Yeah, Dom Young's a big. Dom Young's a big effort player too. Um, I don't know. It should be a good game. Though. Dom Young could be in line for a double or a triple this week because sometimes he's their go-to man just because he's oh, got Ke- that size and speed. And Kelly's a good defender. Kelly Kelly makes pretty good decisions. Like don't get wrong, he has been caught out a few times, but generally makes a good decision. Kelly. And with David Fafita there, it's a bit scary side to run down in it. <laughs> uh, then I'd, what's his name? Stimson. Mm. There's my fucking hole. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So you got some uh, buy, hold, sells for us then? Uh, yeah, just these are the ones um, I've thought about. Just um, sells this week. I think hammers, I know a lot of places are saying hold the hammer. He's still 40% owned. Um, I think the hammer's done his job. I think two weeks ago was the best time to sell hammer at six hundred k. But you, if you've got fifty grand, you can go Fidzy to Garrick. I say do that now. Rather. You wouldn't hold him to get you through the the buy uh, period. Well, Garrick's going to do the same. Granny doesn't play the fourteen, and he'll move it to fullback when Tommy's. But Garrick, out. Garrick will definitely play thirteen and fifteen. So yeah, that's that's without half his spine. It doesn't matter. He's still he's still the goal kicking fullback at that point. Only matters if they um, score goals. So that, well, that's Jake, my concern. You got to remember last year he did okay. He started at seven hundred thousand this year for a reason, fellas. And Tommy wasn't there for the bulk of last year. Yeah, but Cherry was. That's what I'm saying. Without Cherry there as well, you've got Cooper yeah. Johns and maybe Josh Schuster or Croker um, does a job at Hooker. He he is. Yeah, I'm, I'm he's talking about in the halves over yeah, Origin. Yeah, he's a natural half. You can easily shift K.O. Weeks. Half. Weeks, is that yeah, the other that, one you think about? that's the concern. Cooper Johns mm. and K.O. Weeks could easily be exposed during that period. But you could also defensively sound old Croker, and you can move Croker to seven and bring in um, Lawton to play hooker for that round if you really need it, and that gives you a, a solid tackle in seven, you know? 
Um, well, it'll be interesting sure. to see what I'm happens. Not, but yeah. I'm not the coach. But Garrick, I think, is a good get. Taruva, me and you were talking about earlier, Juzzy. I just I don't see the tries coming. And then the other week he got a double anyway. He still only got a 64. So mm. I, I just think I've got to get rid of him. He's one that's got to go for me. Now, I don't own Alamotti, um, but he's 35% owned. He's got to break even at 32. He's not doing what everyone thought. I know... If you've hung on and you really don't have more pressing issues, the fox is coming. That's it. I'm hanging should, on for another week, hoping the fox reignites him. Should help help his cause with the fox. But for me, if you can upgrade him to someone, just, just do it now. And then Warbrick as well. He's got Souths this week, and then they're about to get stripped for origin. So he's already hard up War, sometimes. Warbrick had Souths last week. Uh, Warbrick's got who they got this week? Uh, they've got... They got so oh, Broncos, uh, yeah, yeah, Broncos. Yeah. Got, yeah, Park, and it was night. a tough game. Um, so yeah, just looking at Warbrick, I think he's done a job for me now, and he can probably move along. Um, I think he's probably reached the max amount he's actually going to earn. Now the holds, um, AKP twenty nine percent owned, and we've spoken already a lot about why I think we should hold him. Um, Zaya Katoa from the Dolphins. Now I'm holding. We talked about why I'm holding. Um, would you use hold or are you getting rid of or? Don't own. Never owned. Look, I I wish I didn't trade him to Schuster, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but look, if you have him, yeah, it's not a bad hold, really. I mean, he's he's not going to not going to leak you a lot of points. Fifty-one percent owned, so mm. a lot of people are holding. You know, half the comp have got him, unless it's just some of go sides, which we all know people drop off when they. Don't do well early. They get the shits. Um, then you got Preston. Now, he's been slowly getting sold off the last couple of weeks a fair bit. Now, I, oh, I, don't, I understand why people are selling. He doesn't play 13 but and then doesn't play 17, but he's he's there seen to be attacking strike weapon second row. Like every team seems to have that. And now that kicks guy, is out, they don't have the other option. Well, so they he, sort of yeah. have to go to him. So he's just, he's a hold for me. He's still 37% owned, but it was, I think it was only last week, he was 40-something, well, mid to high 40s, so. Yeah, I was, I was sadly, I was one of those that was jumped best. off last week, uh, traded him to Horsburgh, and of course, I'm watching the game, watching the uh, Bulldogs game, I think, oh, no, nah, Preston won't cross over, will he? Crosses over twice. Yeah, he's still only got 86, <laughs> so that was a bit of alarming. Um, mm. I know one of them was off a kick, I think, but. Yeah, and then Ford, 28% um, owned. I know he's getting highly sold, but he's another one that's a hold for me just due to their buy schedule. They have one this week, and then they don't have another one until 16. Um, so he plays a lot of that football through that period, barring injuries, which, of course, he has right at this time. Not his first one for the year. So I wouldn't rush out to buy the bloke, but if you have him, I'd hold him. Right? Mm. I'd probably sell somewhere else. Now, the buyers, they're a bit all over the shop because um, I've just kept adding to them as I've gone <laughs> along, right? Um, so I'll start at the bottom. Nofo, 0.5, which is only in 800 teams, guys. Got a PPM of 1.3. Uh, didn't get his price, but he's nearly 600, I think. But Tigers have an okay run through there. They don't have a buy. Oh, they have 13 and 17. So, sort of same as the dogs, actually. 
So that's a bit. And remember, 17 is one of those rounds where you've got to field a full 17 with two trades. Yeah, yeah, unless you hang on to that boost. Uh, uh, but he's currently sitting at 538. See, that is a fairly a break juicy even price. of six. Because he could go to 650. We've seen him do it before. And that's it. If the Tigers are clicking and their attack's starting to work. Would you pod Garrick on him? Nah. Garrick's too important here. I feel like Garrick's, Garrick's for me, is a is a dream teamer. So Goal kicking as well. Yeah, me. exactly. Yeah. Then I've got Louis Boy, Fanua Blake, 11.9% owned, 1.4 ppm. Chugging along brilliantly, seven hundred thousand dollars. You said, Louis, uh, seven hundred thirty-eight thousand. Helps he got a try on a line break last week too. But he's he's renowned for doing that as a big man. It's not like he's not renowned for scoring tries. He does it. It's one of the things he's been good at since his manly days. You know. Um, then we've got Maddo, forty-seven percent owned. So he's jumped up massively the last couple of weeks. He's got a. PPM of 1.5, even still coming off the bench. Last year he was chugging along as their best second rower off the bench. That's it. They've just they've found their groove with him. Um, Put him in for the last 60 minutes. Yeah, well, you take him. the sting out of him. Now, this one's another one, a bit of a pod. I'm pretty sure Timmy Moody went this way the other week. We all know Timmy. We all love you, Timmy, on the show. <laughs> Fold him. We call him the envelope round here, Timmy. Um, Sivo, 3.4% aim with a 1.6 PPM. Now, I'm not saying you could play Sivo every week, but you could definitely. They play all the major buy rounds, Parramatta. Yeah. So 13, 16, and 19. Does have the 14 and 18 as non-playing rounds for him. But, um, but... He's been chugging along, and I'm pretty sure their matchups are pretty juicy along the way. Like, he's, there'd be that weeks you might have to sit him, but there's them weeks you could easy get them Sivo weeks, you know. he's well, Granted, he has been scoring some tries, and he still hasn't turned up. Or did he turn up on the weekend? Yeah, high yeah, score, high, wasn't High he? score, 124. There you go, that's right. Yeah, so... Bergs does, does research. Oh, well. Uh, well, he... Just on Sivo, um, his base is sitting at about 20, so you are relying on those scoring stats. They're an um, attacking side, though, Para. Yeah. Uh, but upcoming games, you have uh, Canberra, South, Cowboys, then the bye. Bulldogs, Manly, Dolphins, bye. Pretty juicy run. Like, South would be a tough one, but is that Origin to play Souths? Uh, that's round 12, so... Week before. Week before, yeah. So that's full strength Souths. It's a tough one. Sit him that week. <laughs> but though, all, but all those other other sides, he yeah. could score a triple. Yeah, he could. And then I got Trell. Now Trell's seventeen percent owned. Um, not by me, which is disappointing. Only has a point seven ppm though. Yeah, which is a bit alarming, even though he's the highest scoring. It's season player. rank of one, mate. Um, but yeah, so he will go away for Origin, but. He's also that guy this week alone. He could he could be the highest scoring player of the round, you know, playing the Tigers, and it all comes down to what Tigers come. Then I've got Guffo, who's 10% owned. He's got a 1 PPM. I jumped on Guffo last week just because they do play those three major buy rounds, and he's solid, you know. Um, his efforts this year since that whole X Factor talk to has really taken him. Next level, I think. 
Um, then Dill Edwards, as we talked about as well, he'd be a luxury trade, I feel. You'd be sort of, if you're flying high and you need a sort of pod to get away from the pack, I know they're going to lose a lot um, over Origin, but still, he he does his job coming back, bringing the ball back, and he's, he's just been making the right options and turning up in the right places. So He snuck under the radar, hasn't he? Oh, really? hard, hard. Yeah. And then number one buy for the week. This is for me, in my opinion. Like probably not for everyone because a lot of people do own. Uh, but Ruben Garrick, just like we've talked about a hundred times already. Like goal kicking fullback, lowest price he'll probably be all year, and plays um, the major uh, two of the three majors. So good option, and we'll probably play fullback during those periods with Tommy Fit. What? Yeah, questions, questions. Um, yeah. Regret any trades in the last week or two, fellas? Anything out there you have? Oh, man, I was looking at my trade history earlier. I regret a lot of my trades, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to jump into that and sort of deep dive on my team at this point. But, uh, yeah, Burton to Ponga was not a good trade. I'll tell you that yeah, much. Yeah, that would have hurt hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, holy moly. What just uh, got a few questions here. Yeah, uh, sweet. Um, uh, hold on. What is comments? Uh, hip drop. You lied to us, Louis. Where's Gregory? Pardon, Gregory's not here. He'll, Gregory's he'll not back. here, man. He'll be back. He'll be back. He's just having a holiday. Yeah, that's it. Um, He's on a sabbatical. Lloyd Clark. Wow, I'm going up and up. Thirteen seventy last week. Killed it to work with Heinz captain into fourteen. Oh well, you can fourteen ninety seven. No, he did. He, he, he's been. Wait, tell us the, the weeks prior to that too, Lloyd. Like he's been chugging along the last month, really, really solid. Like I'm in a group chat with Lloyd, and Lloyd's been doing very well. Good on you, Lloydie. Get there, bros. Um, yeah, I've got a couple too. So we go one for one if you want. You got one there? No, you go. Brother Watto, two blokes, one draft. What's going um, on, Watto? Uh, I think I know the answer already to this, but when you're going as bad as I am this season, when do you contemplate using your fifth boost? My front row is a mess with Stefano and Welch still as my starters. Got center wing cheapies to get rid of, Sloan, Warbrick and Taruva. Who do I prioritise? Any suggestions? Was thinking of going early on Billy Smith or Tuare to downgrade and upgrade front row. I reckon uh, go early on Tuare if it's cash generation and you're happy to do that. But in terms of using that boost, if I'm being honest, if you're in a lot of strife, um, I would use it in round 13 because you've already got three trades with a boost makes four. So you can make some serious changes to some serious cash generation trades if you need to and to try and set up the positions that you want to set up. That would be my thinking. Yeah, I um, I have to admit, I was considering uh, using one of my um, tr- uh, my last boost this round, but yeah, I I think it's more of a luxury thing right now. Like, do I need it? No, I don't need it right now. I'd rather save that to a week where I go, crap, I need to use this. Yeah. Otherwise, I might not field <laughs> or not, might not field enough, even outside of the buy rounds, you know. Yeah, fair All, all we need is a week where you get a couple of injuries and you're screwed. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I secretly think that's why we got given the boost last year to sort of try to work out how to use them properly because this year everyone knew this was coming, like game gameplay-wise, you know. They had to work out how they were going to do this. Now, the boost, I, I agree with you, is I wouldn't use the boost now. I have to have a boost for the end of 13 just to see where I go. Like, yeah, I think not, it's going to come in real handy over that origin period because there will be some point where you go, shit, well, someone got rested or someone got injured that I couldn't afford or didn't expect and I don't have the depth or the coverage and or I've got an A night. There's just going to be – there'll be a point. You'll feel it, bro. You'll feel it in your waters. Now, here's your next drama. Sloan, Warbick or Taruba. You've got to look at who's could lose the most cash the quickest. I think Sloan – would probably take the cake there with with the floor of single digits and stuff. Warbrick, doesn't he have a break even of sixty four or something like that right now? Yeah, he does against Which he's South, only gotten a score once or twice like that. He does have a bit more effort than Sloan. Up he's, against the Broncos as well. Yeah. Though. But yeah, like for me I'd I've gotta get I've gotta get rid of Taruva myself, but is he that much of a pressing issue when you own a Sloan? Like Sloan's probably at his top dollar at the moment. Well, no, I'm thinking about trading Sloan out this round as well. I would be. I'd like, be getting off as quick as I could. Yeah, he was already, he, like, don't get me wrong, he had, what, two good games back-to-back? Mm. And he hasn't done much all season, like. Yeah. I think he's had, all season had three or four decent scoring games and the rest have been very, very poor. If you want to know what to do with Sloan, make sure you listen to Rugby League Guru because he's been talking about him all year. I know he's in his team. I know the boys from the Playbook Love hanging it on him about it too. So, but yeah, what if if you got to, dude? Um, yeah, he's um four eighty five right now. Uh, four eighty five right now. Break even of one hundred and eleven, um, which you can almost guarantee he's not going to score. Um, his highest he's got this year is 90 after an 85 from Canberra. So there you go. That was his two big games. But yeah. in that, he's also scored two 15s, 18, and a 20. Yeah, see? Yeah. And he pulls that this week with a break-even of 111. There goes anything you've made on the block. Yeah, that's it. You'll lose 100, 150 in a week. Yeah, so to the 17 people that have traded him in this week... <laughs> what are you doing? Why? Don't. Oh. oh, that's a joke trade. That's them taking a screenshot and being, <laughs> well, look at this. Oh, bro, yeah, that's a hazard. But, yeah, Tawara as well, like what, what Juzzy said earlier in the piece, I'd only bring him in if you're willing to have enough mm. because there's a high potential that's what he'll be for you and you don't have anything there to make any money off of him, so... That's one of them things you have to make the decision. Are you ready to have enough? Or three. Yeah. But in saying that, he did get um, compared to Mount Meninga, you know, which is a massive rap. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're saying he's Val, Val Meninga, isn't it? That's what his name is, yeah. Val Meninga. Oh, yeah. i tell you what, yeah. he fucking looked the goods, mate. He's a big oh, unit yeah. of, a, of a dude too. So and It's not like he hasn't played sport before. He's played rugby union. Got one? Mm. Um, I don't have a question as such. Uh, just uh, Kez Austin, uh, Cleary and SJ for Nico and Moses absolutely killed me last week. 
Ooze. Oh. Ouch. Ouch. Oh, bro, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh. Look at it this can we, No, no, no. Can we just have a moment silence for your super coach team? Okay. Rest in yeah. peace. Shit. Sorry, yeah. dude. Like, yeah, also, Kez, what score did you get last week? Put it down in the chat. That's it. That's a mad yeah, point swing. There, You'd be spewing. And you probably captained one of them. God, I hope it wasn't Moses. <laughs> Tim Taylor. Timothy Taylor. What do you boys think of Fitzgibbon? Averaging 66 and scoring pretty well, even when they get flogged. Now, I've drafted Fitzgibbon. Um, yeah. I do like Fitzy. He's especially with Ponga. Ponga will get better as confidence grows, but Fitzy's been doing it without him. So when they combination heats up, tries for Fitzy, mate. I think I like Fitzy. Good shout. I think I was talking to Chris the other week. Um, he's part of the one percent chat and stuff. And Chris has been on Fitzy for a month now, a month and a half, and he's just chugged along nicely, like a nice little quiet smoker, you know. So I, I recommend Fitzy. Well, look, he's um, uh, like he's playing eighty minutes each game. He's playing eighty. Uh, base sitting at fifty. Um, and his average score, as you said, sixty six. Yeah, yeah. cheering. Wouldn't be complaining. Yeah, and they'll go, <coughs> they'll go they'll get better as their players come back. Um, yeah, it's it. Six oh five right now. His price with a break even of forty eight. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah you're not getting him there for the cash. You're getting him there for the consistent <clears throat> points each week. That's what you're aiming for. Doesn't play fourteen, but definitely plays thirteen and sixteen. And is out for 19, so. That's plenty of time. <clears throat> yeah, and they've already had their other buy, so that's the end of their buys come 19 as well. So it'd be up mm. to them if you wanted to see if he was a season longer for you or. Yeah, or whether he's a stepping stone. Shuffle him along. Yeah. You got another one over there, Louie, or am I no, out? No. Gary Barnes did the Supercoach Cardinal Sin last week and sold Cleary for Moses. Do I get Cleary back or go Cody? I'm in some leagues that do play 13. Now, that reminds me of something. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, that's a default league settings. And a lot of leagues this year, a lot of 20-man leagues actually aren't playing the major buy rounds of 13, 16, and 19. If you need to check it out, go to your league, uh, click on the league, click on league settings, and I'll tell you what the setup is for that league uh, in regards to buys. Because if you're anything like me, probably didn't pay much attention to it at the start of the year. Just went, yeah, I'll jump in that league. What's the number? Um so, yeah, apparently there there are 10-man uh, leagues automatically default to play those rounds, but not necessarily all your 20-man leagues. Some of your cashies, if they were set up like the old classic leagues, probably do. If you need to co- check and confirm, then do that. I suggest you do because you might find out that all this buy planning isn't actually useful for head-to-head at all, in which case save the trades. Save as many trades as you can. Yep. Just build your side for 14. You know, go around that. Yep. Because that's when you definitely have an opponent. Yep. You definitely need those 17 players and you'll be down three teams from the start. So, yeah, if you only had to head and I wouldn't worry jack shit about 13, 16, 19 at all, it's the, um, 14, 17 and 20 when you're going to have your big dramas because, yeah. Yeah, origin restings and all sorts going on there. All right. Um... And we didn't get to Gary there. Did you go back to Cleary or are you going Cody Walker? 
I've got both. Yeah, but who, if he sold from, Nath from last that, week. Look, to be honest, I'd actually be hesitant to even sell Moses, especially if you can work around it this week and just sit him out for the week because of the concussion. You're bored him for the buy coverage. I'd be rolling with him for the buy coverage. Now, I understand he's going to miss now two games in three weeks, and that's going to be hard, a hard hit for you. But, yeah. Well, the- you could easily go back to someone after 13 if that's where you wanted to go, but you've got to keep in mind that he will play 13, 16, and 19, which mm. you're going to struggle to have a halfback in anyway. But if you're only head-to-head, then yeah, it doesn't matter. I suppose, I suppose it comes down to what you're doing and how you're doing it. But, um, look, if I had to throw a dice and pick it, I'd say Nath. Yeah, yeah, just Nath's, Nath's points are there. Like, yeah. He's starting to find his groove. And... and Cody's not the same without Trell. So even if he does play those rounds, Souths aren't the same without Trell. You've got Blake Taff at the back who is nowhere near as commanding. Not going to put in those little wrong foot kicks to get Cody over the line. Like, Trell is a massive influence on Cody, and he does not perform the same when he's not there. Who oh, I know. Agree, though. Totally agree. You agree? You oh, yeah, I agree. Um, Grant Bradley. Hey, boys. Any love for Nofo? Looks, you already covered it. Looks a bit mm. upbeat and ready to play with a low BE. That's it, low BE, fairly low price. Can definitely go higher. We know that. You do Tigers are starting him. to click. Then You do miss him for 13 and 17. But yeah. I'd rather jump on a Garrick, but, I mean, if, you, if you've already if got looking Garrick, that way, yeah. yeah. Yeah, agree. Lloyd, Lloyd, I don't know why you're asking us for help, champ. You're carving up. But anyway. Because <laughs> um, what he does is he asks the question, here's our answer, and then goes the opposite way. Smart. Yeah, good Hey, work. fellas, how long do you think Max, I'm guessing it's Max, Fige holds your spot for? Fiani. Um, what is it? Fiani. Fiani. Um, Fiani. Oh, look, he'll at least have it for one or two more weeks. Look, man, that's, we don't know. That's, when Hook brings him back or when Hook gets sacked or when he steps up in... New South Wales Cup, we don't know. No he's, one expected him at Lomax to get dropped. Well, he's been doing good anyway. <coughs> right. um, how do you say it again? Fine. Yeah. Um, he's been doing okay anyway. Like, um, So not necessarily it's his – it is his spot to lose if you catch me drift. Like a poor game out of him probably cost him. But so far hasn't had one. Yeah. So he's done the right things to – hold his spot without getting sacked next week, you know what I mean? So if you're looking for just a quick cash grab or the same thing you're going on about with Fare, mm. um, if you're willing to spend that extra and probably more chance. Oh, I dare say he's trying to generate cash, which is why he's asking about the job security. I don't think he's looking to bring him in as enough. He's a popular look in this week because he's got a very low negative break even. Uh, and if he sticks around for a couple more weeks, he could generate you some cash. Yeah, he could. So, if he scores some tries along the way, it's... Exactly. Only issue I have, though, with, with that trade is um, the amount of chopping and changing that Dragon's side has had over the past. Yeah, well, really, it. this season. Nearly every single week, it's chopping and changing. Oh, yeah, I've got no faith in their consistency or in hook. That's what I mean. For me, it's a it's a, it's a liability. It looks juicy. But then again, that was the same mode of thinking that talked me out of Tyrell Sloan, and he made punters 200. Mm. You know, it took him a little while to do it, but he did make punters but 200. But here's the thing along that way, that 200, 
yeah, there was an eighty and an eighty, but like you said, there was fifteens, twenty, and yeah. A but 19. I would, I wouldn't have necessarily been playing him. You probably would have, but he's for the cash. Well, we're it depends. at this point. We're at that point of the season. A couple Over of weeks the next ago few where, weeks is when I would have to play him. Yeah, fair call. And, and if you hadn't got him out at the right time, you get stuck with him. Yeah, and, and in, those fifteens would seriously. Hurt your AC, uh, your VC loops. You're almost better off not having him there and waiting for the gun to come back the week later. Yeah. Where he doubles, triples the score, you know? And it's like, well. Anyway, Sean O. Sean O. Barrett. Opinions on Murray and Val Holmes. Both will be in origin. Should cut losses now or wait till 13. Murray, I'd definitely try to upgrade... Yeah, because there's, um, there's concern if he keeps scoring low, then he's going to leak too much cash to be sort of useful to you. The thing with backs are that he could cross for a double any time, Val. Yeah. Like, it's just the thing with backs. Like, so much more. And he's the goal kicker over there too, which just, yeah, would make me want to hold on to him. But that being said, didn't know him because he was too expensive to get on at the start. Well, I see. He was the one I went at the stage, me anchor, and he hasn't anchored as well as like. Yeah. Um, so I see why people want to get off now, but the, just the scoring opportunities for him, keep him in my side. Like Got to pick one. Oh, I'm selling Matt Murray today. All right, cool. That's for me. You? Uh, yeah, I'd do the same. I'd sell Murray today. Yeah, I'd sell Murray. I mean, with his, his previous four scores of 50, 46, 43, and 40, yeah, he's yeah. really, he's become what we talked, I don't know if we talked about it on the pod or it was pre-pod, but he's definitely become the gerbo. Yeah, last year. Mm. I'm hoping he comes back charged up from Origin and I pick him up for 500k, that'd be gross. Oh, I think I think anyone coming back, you, we've seen it now, year in, year out, that everyone that goes to Origin comes back that. Different beast. Different, and just ready for footy, like you go in and you... You play the best footy in the world. You come out of there a better footballer. Yeah. Like, you have to. Like Yeah. I'd say I'm itching for game one. <laughs> it's super good. And then Brad Smith. We miss the Gregory. We all do, Brado. Um, should be back soon. We'll keep you posted on Gregory. He does say he misses his all, so well done. All right. I think that's uh, about it for the night. If you want to win a ring, don't forget to contact Gregory on WhatsApp. <laughs> He's got the competition details still. Yeah, it's it. Well, hopefully, we'll get him off him next week. We'll let you know. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace, Peace out. How long? How long? Not too long. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 